Have you ever met a girl that you tried to date? But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. Hey, y'all. Bonadude here, and welcome to the Bonadude podcast. This podcast is for all my Bonadudes, Bonababes, and Bonaruvians alike to further obsess over the greatest music festival on earth, Bonnaroo Music and Arts. So if you're like me and you can't stop talking about Bonnaroo to your friends, family, and loved ones, even when they didn't ask, then you've come to the right place. So before I begin the pilot episode of this podcast and give you guys an introduction of myself, I would like to give a quick shout out to those that inspired me to do this in the first place. First of all, we got the podfathers of the Bonnaroo podcast world, Brad, Barry, and Taco over at The What Podcast. Next up, Daniel and Sharla host an excellent podcast called Storytime at the Rue Bus. And last but not least, the Rue Hamcast, hosted by Parker and Jake. So if you've somehow managed to stumble your way into this podcast without hearing or listening to any of those three I just listed, honestly, just shoot me a message because I don't believe you. But I highly recommend you all listen to each of those three podcasts. They do an excellent job. I am an obsessive fan myself of all three of them. So I just wanted to give them a quick shout out, first and foremost, because this is by no means an original idea. I just wanted a way to further connect with the Bonnaroo community, and I thought that this would be a great outlet to do so. So for the pilot episode of this podcast, I just want to give you guys an introduction of Bonadude, myself, and kind of tell you guys what I'm about. So I am born and raised in Middle Tennessee, only about an hour from Manchester. I've been to four Bonnaroo's, 2016, 17, 18, and 19. As you could probably guess, I'm a big music fan, and I actually haven't ever been to, well, that's not true. I've been to one other festival besides Bonnaroo, which was Innings Festival in Arizona this past uh, February, just a couple months ago, or I guess a month ago. But honestly... I don't need to go to other festivals to know that Bonnaroo is the best because I just know in my heart that it truly is. And so, like I said, I've been to four Bonnaroo's. The previous four that have actually happened, RIP 2020 and 2021. And so the reason that I got introduced to Bonnaroo was through my older sister, who is also an avid concert goer and has been to many Roos before me. So basically, I am extremely privileged, I am extremely lucky to have distant relatives who actually live in Manchester, who have had the hookup for volunteering for as long as I've been going. So I've actually, believe it or not, been to four Bonnaroo's without paying a single dollar for a single ticket. So again, that is a super privileged thing. I I don't take it lightly, you know, I don't take it for granted. I'm extremely thankful. I thank every single person that I come in contact with and I try to bring up I pr- try to bring the good vibes as best I can to everyone that's coming in. I try to be as helpful as I can. And ultimately, I'm just super grateful for that opportunity and I hope that it continues in the future. So, in future episodes, I'm sure I will have stories upon stories of, you know, each individual rue, but just in general, I am a really big fan of indie music, indie rock specifically, indie pop, uh, alternative music. I like a little hip-hop. I used to, you know, as a teenager, I'm in my mid-20s now, but as a teenager, I was really into hip-hop and rap music. Uh, not so much anymore, but here and there, I like to dabble. I like folk. I like Americana sometimes, even some country 
Uh, like I said, pop and rock, that's kind of like my bread and butter. I'm not the biggest EDM guy, I'm not going to lie to you guys, but I will say EDM shows at Bonnaroo have been some of the most fun shows that I've ever been to. So even though I might not listen to EDM on a regular basis, I absolutely attend a, at least a few EDM shows at Bonnaroo because they truly are some of the best shows, like the most fun, the most entertaining production-wise, and just the vibe in general at the other stage and Late Night at the Witch is unmatched, in my opinion. All right, moving along here, uh, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to reminisce. We're going to go down memory lane, and I'm going to give you guys my top 10 favorite sets that I've seen on the farm. This is probably the question that gets brought up the most in regards to Bonnaroo talk. Everyone always wants to know, what was your favorite set or sets that you've seen while you were at Bonnaroo? And I got to admit, it was really hard to pick a top 10. And so this isn't even in any particular order. Uh, it was hard enough to pick 10 acts, much less rank them 1 through 10. And it's pretty subjective anyways. So I'm just going to give you my top, my top 10 favorites. Again, no particular order, so here we go. So I would be doing myself and Bonnaroo an injustice if I didn't start with the very first show that I saw on the farm. So my first year in 2016, the artist that really sealed the deal for me as far as like really committing to coming to Bonnaroo was J. Cole. I was a huge J. Cole fan. I still am to this day. And that's really the person who drew me in to wanting to come to Bonnaroo in the first place. So here I am out in the very back of Pod 10 where we were camping in 2016. It was miserably hot that year. And I, I got to be honest, I was, I was kind of overwhelmed all of the camping. I mean, we did a little, little bit of walking around, but it was just so far from Cineroo that we were just trying to save our energy up. So we didn't go to any of the shows during the day. And like I said, I didn't get to do anything on Thursday because that's when my shift is as far as getting my wristband. So we just sat around camp all day, pretty miserable, honestly. Our camping setup wasn't the best, but we were, you know, we were really psyched to see J. Cole. And so pretty close to sundown, I would say probably like six o'clock or so. We started the trek to Santaru, which was, if I remember correctly, it was at least 30 minutes, probably like 40 minutes, which is not at all fun, but you do see some really cool stuff along the way. I mean, man, it's, there's some crazy stuff out in the camps. I'm sure if you've been to Bonnaroo, you, you know all about that. But that first year, I mean, I was like 19 or 20 and it was just super it was overwhelming, but not in a bad way. It was like, wow, this place is like crazy. So here I am. We're passing like this. I don't even know what it was. It was like a cage. And there was like stripper type chicks in there dancing. And it was just a super weird vibe. And there was all kinds of like makeshift stages with people doing super weird performances. And this was like in the middle of the day. I don't even know what was going on at night at these places but anyways after the super strange super long and dusty walk to Cineroo I finally get to go under the arch for the first time which was absolutely magical I, I took a photo I still have a photo to this day that 
I, you know, it comes up in my memories and it's like truly one of the most prized possessions photo wise, because it was, I mean, it was the first time that I went into Cineru. I mean, the, the look on my face, even though I had no idea what to expect, it, it was just like so blissful, so like childlike in a way, but I, it, it really is just a special memory to me because everyone remembers that first time that they go under the arch, high five everyone, and, you know, entering Cineru for the first time. It's truly something I will never forget. So I want to say we got there probably like 45 minutes before the set started, and we pretty much just walked straight from the arch to the stage left side. So it was really crowded. I mean, I thought, you know, I mean, this is my first music festival ever. Keep in mind, I've, I hadn't even been to many concerts at this point, much less a music festival. So I didn't really know how things worked. So I'm sitting here thinking, man, if I get there, you know, an hour before, I should be like pretty close up in there. You know, I'm thinking like I'm going to have a good spot. Yeah, I was wrong. Uh, we were pretty far back, but it ended up being honestly everything I could have hoped for. I remember my calves just being so sore for the rest of the weekend from how much just jumping I was doing because I mean, I was, this was like peak J. Cole fandom. I knew every lyric to every song. I was just fully losing my mind. And then at some point, like in the middle of his set, all of a sudden, the song No Problem starts playing. And me and my friends look at each other, and we're huge Chance the Rapper fans as well. And we're like, is a, is this, like, happening? Like, is like, what is happening? You know, this isn't a J. Cole song. And next thing we know, Chance is up on stage with J. Cole. The whole crowd's going insane. This is, like, right when Coloring Book came out. So, like, everyone was bumping Coloring Book. And, man, that was just one of the most fun songs that I've ever heard live. I mean, two of my favorite artists on stage together at the same time for my first set at Bonnaroo. I mean, it really doesn't get better than that. And I mean, this was the year that Chance was popping up all over the place. I mean, we all know him as the mayor of Bonnaroo. I think I saw Chance like four different times that weekend. And each and every time he just comes out and plays no problem and the whole crowd just went insane and honestly wouldn't have had it any other way that's truly something again that I'll never forget just seeing him that many times I was just like man this dude is everywhere I think like I said I think I saw him four times and I want to say we missed him a couple of times as well so he was literally just bouncing back and forth set to set just hyping everyone up I mean to this day, if I hear no problem, it takes me back to, you know, those days on the farm and one of the best nights of my life, truly. But again, I mean, this was like, literally, I, this is one of the most important nights of my life. I can honestly say that. Like I said, I, I hadn't even been to hardly any shows at all up until this point and certainly no music festivals. And I mean, I came out of my first Bonnaroo a changed human. I think we can like, all relate to that like your first Bonnaroo is truly like just the most it sounds crazy but like spiritual just you literally like look at the world in a different light than you did before like you it's almost like you didn't know such a place could exist like you didn't know people could be so 
friendly and so connective and so just like down to earth. And I mean, I look at it now and like I, that first Bonnaroo and I mean that first night truly shaped me into the music fan that I am today. If I hadn't gone to that Bonnaroo, who knows? I mean, I would have probably gotten into music later on, but like that's really what sparked off my concert junkiness and seriously just changed my perspective of life. I mean, it sounds crazy. And, you know, to someone who's never been to Bonnaroo, it's just not something you can explain. Like we all say, you know, you just got to go. You just have to like, it's not something you can explain. And I truly believe that. Like it really is just something like that first night at Bonnaroo, for me anyways, and for a lot of people, it's really truly life-changing all right so sorry for the super long-winded answer i'll get off my soapbox for now but next up i'm gonna go with the lumineers in 2019 this was just one of those feel-good shows i remember i was pretty close me and my friend we weren't in the pit or anything like that but we did end up getting really close and the crowd was great they put on an exceptional show it was one of the sets that i was looking forward to most that weekend and I got to say, they did not disappoint. Uh, that Tom Petty song, To Close It Out, was just magical. That's one of my favorite songs by them, the Walls cover. And it kind of blew my mind when Wesley, the lead singer, was talking about how him and him and a couple of his friends had went to like the first Bonnery, I believe. And he was saying just how he just couldn't believe how he went from, you know, just coming to the first Bonnaroo as a music fan to headlining the festival, you know, whatever, 17, 18 odd years later, like that really blew my mind and it was inspiring. I'm sure it inspired a lot of, you know, any musicians in the crowd, like you really can come from just a fan in the crowd to headlining something like Bonnaroo. Next on my list, I'm going to give you guys the show that really got me into EDM. And that was Marshmallow in 2017. So for those of you that don't know, the other stage used to just be called the other tent. Well, I guess it's technically just called the other, but it used to be a tent just like this and that are. But in 2017, we got the news that they were upgrading the other into an actual stage. So this was obviously super exciting for all the EDM fans. And Marshmallow was one of the top EDM acts that year. And actually had no idea who it was. Uh, my two friends and I that I were, was with that year, we were just hanging out. I think we'd just gotten something to eat. And we were listening to, I'm pretty sure it was Portugal the Man over at that tent uh, near like the entrance. And, you know, we were vibing. I think my friend had a Euro. I think I had like a corn dog or something. I don't remember. But we were just vibing out, sitting in the back, listening to uh, Portugal. And we finished our meal or whatever, and, you know, in the distance, we could kind of, we were just like, let's go check out what's going on over here at the other. And, oh my god, I, I don't think any of us were prepared for what we were about to roll up on. I just remember we roll up, and this dude with a, mar with a full white suit and a marshmallow head on, and all these trippy visuals in the background, also with marshmallow heads, with all these glow sticks flying when the beat drops and all these lasers and lights and 
it was just an overwhelming of the senses. Like, I had never experienced anything like this before. Everyone there was just fully enjoying themselves. And, I mean, it really just made me look at EDM in a completely new light. And that's, like, that's just one amazing thing about Bonnaroo. Like, you you have no idea who an artist is, and you just find yourself at their set somehow. And next thing you know, it just, like, completely shapes your view of that genre of music. And this is why one of, if not, one of, if not the most important thing to do at Bonnaroo is just to roam and find artists that you don't know who they are because they end up being your favorite set for that weekend. So, yeah, Marshmallow was really amazing. So thank you, Bonnaroo, for booking that act. So I'm going to keep it with the 2017 year for just a moment and give you guys probably my favorite set at The What, where I was just sitting in the grass enjoying the music. And this is an artist that I did know going in, and I was a really big fan, and I just had the feeling that they were going to be absolutely amazing live, and they blew all expectations out of the water, even the ones I set for them. I remember telling my friends, like, guys, we have to go see this band, and they were fully impressed, and I looked like the total musical genius that weekend for recommending them and that is the band Kaleo or Kaleo I still don't 100% know how to pronounce it Uh, they're from Iceland and they are one of acoustically the best sounding bands that I've ever heard live they kind of have a mix of folk and just good old rock and roll like they have some songs that go super heavy rock and they have other songs that are just pure blissful acoustic melodies And yeah, this set was everything I could have hoped for and more. I mean, if you've ever been to Bonnaroo, like, the what stage has some of the best acoustics that I've ever heard. And man, this band just sounded absolutely perfect on this stage. And speaking of Kaleo, I'm actually going to see them in, like, two days. I am so excited. And it's at the best venue on earth, in my opinion, the Ryman in Nashville which also is known for his legendary acoustics. So, like, this is going to be absolutely amazing. This is one of those shows that, because of the pandemic, I've had these tickets for, like, two and a half years at this point, which is insane. It was originally supposed to be at Ascend Amphitheater in in Nashville, and I actually bought pit passes because I love this band so much and I wanted to be as close as possible. And they end up, you know, canceling the tour, obviously, and they rescheduled. And when they rescheduled, they shifted venues to the Ryman. And I was like, honestly, I'm here for it. Let's go. This is going to be amazing. So, yeah, I'll probably report back at some point about that show. But it's I'm so excited. All right. These next few here are going to be a couple of late night uh, shows that I saw at Bonnaroo. The magic really does crank up a notch once the sun goes down, and these shows were no exception to that. So in 2019, I remember, I don't remember which day it was, had to be Friday or Saturday. I want to say it was Saturday, I don't know, don't quote me. But I remember me and my crew, uh, it was my two old roommates, and one of them had been to Bonnaroo before, but the other, it was his first ever time. And I remember us being like really low on energy we were like in the very back of what, or no, sorry, uh, which stage. And I remember us sitting on a picnic table, just like half conscious, just absolutely gassed. 
but we had a duty to fulfill, and that was to see Brockhampton late night at Witch Stage. So we drag our lifeless bodies over to Witch Stage for what was one of the most lit, just fun, energetic shows that I've ever seen. These guys came out with matching like sequin silver suits and just absolutely put on a show. And I, I, we were familiar with Brockhampton going in. Funny enough, I actually saw Kevin Abstract, which is kind of like the front man of the group. Uh, I saw him in 2017 as a solo act on like a Thursday night, and I was really impressed by him. I thought he was kind of like a Chance the Rapper type of vibe, so I liked him a lot. So whenever like Brockhampton, whenever I found out about them and I realized Kevin Abstract was the main guy, I was like, oh yeah, like, okay, this is going to be fun. And fun it was indeed. Those guys, I was just laughing. I mean, just something about the their dance moves and like their synchronization and or not even the synchronization, but just like the matching outfits and just is kind of what did it for me for some reason. Like, I think I remember hearing back that they kind of only do festivals. And after I saw their show, I kind of understood why. Like, that's something that truly fits best at a festival, especially late night. Like, I think Bonnaroo killed it with that uh, placement on the schedule. And so, safe to say, it took our lifeless bodies and cranked it all the way back up to 10. And we were good to go for the rest of that night. So, keeping with the late night theme... This was also a 1 a.m. show, and that was the boy Russ over at, I think it was that tent. And we were, again, we were big Russ fans going in. I think he had just dropped the, uh, what's it? It's like, ah, man, I'm blanking on the name of the album. It has the, it's the black and white cover with the wolf on it. It's like, so I just looked it up. It's There's Really a Wolf. That was the name of the album. So that had just came out, and it, if you're a Russ fan, you know that that album is just full of bangers. And wow, Russ put on an absolutely incredible show. I mean, the crowd was great. Like, you could tell they were real Russ fans. Everyone knew all the lyrics. I was just super impressed. Like, you never really know when you go into a hip-hop or a rap show. Like, some of them are kind of trash, I'm not going to lie. But Russ was really, really good. I was very impressed. And again, I mean... That 1 a.m. energy, I mean, man, it, there's just something about those late night sets that just, you, you can be super tired and you go to a show like that and you are fully revived. So for the last late night show on this list, we're going to go back to 2018. And this was the, I guess, headlining act for Saturday at The Other. It's that 2 a.m. to 3.30 a.m. slot. And this is when Calliope was still around, so this was like the final act on the other, of the night anyway. And it was Cascade. Now, I knew absolutely nothing about Cascade going in. I just knew, hey, this is the last show of the night at the other. This guy must be pretty dope. I take that back. I did know one song. I knew the song Fun from like a commercial. I want to say it was like a, I don't know, T-Mobile or AT&T commercial or something like that. That's exactly what this set was. Fun. To this day, for some reason, this is one show that just sticks out like a sore thumb when I think about all the shows that I've seen at Bonnaroo. The visuals were insane. There was so many glow sticks being tossed around. The confetti 
on the beat drop was just like mind blowing. I mean, my eyes were wide and my jaw was dropped for most of the set. He was just absolutely amazing. And again, it was mostly just the production. Like, besides like Tame Impala, I think Cascade has some of the best production that I personally have ever seen for like the set anyway. This set just made me happy, man. I got a photo of myself in front of the the sign that says the other after this and it's just a really funny photo because i have such a goofy face and yeah i don't know what else to say man it was just one of those shows that like i said one of i mean like i said this is in no particular order but this is one of the top shows that i've seen on the farm and again like i'm not even an edm guy like this is not an artist that i knew going into it so I got three more for you guys, and then I'll do a couple of honorable mentions. So back to 2016, my first year for a second. One of my favorite shows that weekend was this band called Oh Wonder. And they've grown a lot of attention. They've kind of, I wouldn't say blown up, but they're definitely more popular than when I saw them in 2016. But I found these guys on SoundCloud in 2015 when they had like, I think, three songs, maybe even less than that, maybe like two songs out, uh, period. And these guys were a vibe. I was very impressed. It was kind of like a beach house vibe in a way. Their stuff early on anyways. And so when I saw them on the lineup, I was like, yeah, we're going to this set. So I drug my sister and my friends who were with me that year over to Oh Wonder. And you know when you go see a band and you don't really know how they're going to be compared to like what they sound like on Spotify or whatever. These guys sounded better than they did like on the track. I was very impressed. I mean, it was like a spiritual show. Just really like lifted my spirits. It was like a daytime show, probably like a 4 p.m. or so. I think I had just seen Post Malone before the before going to see them. Actually, I remember it was Post Malone, then Two Door Cinema, and then Oh Wonder. Which is crazy because like nowadays I don't even really go to many daytime shows unless it's someone I'm really, really into. But this was a set that I was not going to miss and... All my friends were super impressed. I turned them on to them at that time. And I think I saw I Wonder like three or four times after that just because I was chasing that high <laughs> of seeing them at Bonnaroo. But the Bonnaroo show is definitely the best one. And I remember, shout out to these two dudes who were obviously twins. I mean, they looked exactly the same. They were both... Uh, wearing like tie-dye, or no, it wasn't tie-dye, it was like uh, Hawaiian shirts, and they both had afros, and they were both like synchronized dancing to this stuff, and I, they must have like practiced this, there's no way they just like came up with this, these dances on the spot, but they were, I was standing right behind them, and they were just vibing, man, like when I say vibing, I mean like, I might even can dig up some old videos of them, because I was just cracking up, like they made the show that much better. It's so fun at Bonnaroo when you see people just fully engulfed in the music. So yeah, shout out those two dudes. You guys made my Oh Wonder set in 2016 that much more memorable. Next on the list, I gotta throw in Childish Gambino in 2019. This may have been the most captivating show that I've ever been to. Like, I'm pretty sure every single person in that field had their full attention on Gambino. Like, the man really took us to church that night. I've always loved Childish Gambino. I mean, the from the first album, Camp, to Because of the Internet, to 
Awaken My Love. I mean, the man just puts out hit after hit, and his genre has basically morphed each album, which is amazing. And yeah, I mean, like I said, just truly captivating, and he really demanded your attention. Also, I remember the video board for this show, like the camera they were using, Man, this was in 2019. This was before, like, 4K was a thing. They had to have been using the most high-definition camera to film him live that I've ever seen in my life. Like, I mean, you go to Bonnaroo or whatever, any show, and, like, you know, the, the screens on the sides, they have, like, a good picture. It's not grainy or anything, but, like, I felt like I was looking at the man right in front of me. And I really hope that someone can, like, back me up on this, because I know I wasn't, like, seeing things. Like, somebody done, like, bent space and time and had, like, a 16K video camera in 2019 because, I mean, it felt like I was, like, looking through binoculars or something. I don't even know how to describe it. Just the most crystal clear. It was, like, 5D. Like, forget 3D, forget 4D. It was, like, like I said, it was like I was looking at the man right in front of me just by watching the video screen. It was crazy. And I really want someone to back me up on that. So if you were at Gambino in 2019 and maybe you noticed the same thing, shoot me a message because I need someone to confirm this for me. All right, y'all, we've made it to the final act on my list. And again, this list wasn't in any particular order, but this next show that I'm going to mention is by far, it's got to be top three. I'm not going to lie to you guys. One of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And that is none other than the lovely Casey Musgraves in 2019. Wow, where do I begin with this set? For starters, it was, in my opinion, the best time slot at Bonnaroo, which is that golden hour, that like 6.30 to 7.30 slot or so. The sun's going down, the temperature's cooling off, there's usually an amazing sunset you can really start to feel the energy start to ramp up. So not only was there a beautiful sunset behind the crowd, you look up over her and there's an amazing full moon. And I'm kind of like obsessed with the moon and sunsets for that matter. So like this setting was absolutely ideal for any show. But for Casey, I mean, her, you know, she has an album called Golden Hour. Like, I, I mean, obviously they planned this show for golden hour but i don't think they ever could have planned for just how perfect this setting actually was beautiful full moon beautiful sunset she had this crazy like giant beach ball with a bunch of small beach balls inside it that were different colors and she tossed them out in the crowd and like when someone would hit the ball the little beach balls inside of the big one would like change color so it was like this super trippy thing all of the totems were really good. The, I mean, it was a huge crowd. I was actually by myself. I somehow lost my friends, even though they were also there. But I was in pretty much the very back, so I was kind of getting like a whole... I was just taking it all in, pretty much. The confetti, the totems, the glowing beach balls, the sunset, the moon, Casey. Man, I'm going to admit something to you guys. I've only ever cried at one show in my life and it was Casey Musgraves whenever she played the song Rainbow like I said I was by myself so like 
I was kind of already vulnerable. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying like, I'm shameful of this at all. And I can't think of any other shows that have made me cry. Surprisingly, like, obviously, music is super emotional. But this is the one time that I just started bawling like a baby. It was just the most perfect moment ever. Just the setting, the beautiful song. Honestly, if I didn't cry at that show, I would be ashamed of myself. So I'm glad that it happened. So thank you, Casey. That was a really, really special show. I hope you all enjoyed my top 10 list of Bonnaroo sets. I definitely enjoyed reminiscing on all of those uh, good times I've had on the farm. And cheers to all the ones in the future. So for this first episode of the Bonadude podcast, I've got one more little segment for you guys, and it's going to be a short little wish list of future artists that I would love to see at Bonnaroo. So I'm going to pick three, we'll say realistic artists, and these are three artists that I can safely say will probably make their way to the farm eventually, or at least I sure hope they do. I could go crazy and say, you know, Dolly, The Cure, Rolling Stones, which, not to say that those people couldn't come, but this is going to be more of a realistic list of smaller bands. So here we go. This is my uh, my little wish list. These are three bands that I really love, that I would love to see on the farm, and so they could um, acquire more listeners. So first and foremost, I'm going to start off with one of my favorite bands. Um, I found these guys right before the pandemic, and their music really helped me get through all of that mess. And that is the Canadian group called Always, and it's spelt A-L-V-V-A-Y-S. So the W is actually two Vs. They are, again, out of Canada. They are like a dream pop, indie rock, surf rock type of vibe. And I truly have an obsession with this band. I listen to them pretty much on a daily basis. They only have two albums out. They are both fantastic. Highly recommend you check them out. I'm clamoring for new music, so maybe next Bonnaroo a new album will be out and they will come to the farm. That would seriously be probably my number one as far as a wish list goes. Second, I'm going to give you guys another surf rock band. You'll you'll sense a theme here. Um, This is a surf rock indie band out of Australia called Skegs, spelled S-K-E-G-S-S. And they are a trio of dudes who have a really cool garage rock, surf rock sound. Um, I mean, surf rock is probably my favorite subgenre, and these guys do it so well. It's super grungy at times, but not in a overwhelming way. It's very, uh, I don't know. I just highly recommend you guys check them out. I think they would bring a really good show to the farm. I think their energy matches the farm well, and I just think that that would be a great get. I know they are actually playing Coachella this year, so who knows? Hopefully next year or in years to come, they will find themselves in Manchester. Lastly, another surf rock band. I'm sorry, but that again, that's just kind of my favorite genre. Uh, This band out of based out of San Diego called Sunroom. These guys are, the best way I could describe them is if the Ramones and the Beach Boys had a child in the form of a band in 2020. Um, these guys are 
just a really good, you know, they're, I've actually met them. I've seen them play three times already. They, um, they kill it really good energy, really good sound. They're super young. They're like teenagers, early twenties, like super young. So I'm excited to see, and they've already gained a lot of attention and a lot of growth. So I'm really excited for them, pumped for them. Um, I can't wait for them. They don't even have like an actual album out. It's only like EPs and singles right now. I'm excited to see where they are. I mean, I've seen them on like the ACL lineup. That's about the only festival that I've seen them on so far. But I mean, they're playing shows all over the place. So I highly recommend you check them out. Again, Sunroom. Very catchy melodies. Very feel good. Uh, very summer, summertime vibes. Surf vibes. And yeah, I think they would be a really fun show to see on the farm. All right, everyone. This is going to be the uh, end of the first episode. If you've made it this far, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. Um, if you want to hit me with a follow, that'd be awesome. I did make an Instagram and a Twitter. The Twitter is at Bonadude. The Instagram is at Bona underscore dude. So yeah, give me a follow if you'd like. I'm not sure if I'll even have anything posted over there by the time this episode goes up. I just kind of want to get a couple of an episode or two under my belt before I really start, uh, you know, putting myself out there fully. But again, thank you all so much. If you've, li- if you've listened this far, I truly appreciate it. It means the world. Again, I created this podcast just to further connect with all my Bonarivians out there. So if you've got any suggestions for episodes or any questions for me, anything at all, feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to talk to you. That's what I wanted to get out of this podcast in the first place. So again, thank you all so much, and I'll see y'all on the farm. I only have a friend. Come on. I'm not even going for it. Here's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend.